This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Elizabeth Kay with another podcast of 50 Shades of K, And we're talking about looking good and getting those tight booties and those six pack abs and whatever else that you're working on when it comes to your health and fitness goals. And I'm joined again with my friend, Nicole Goodnow, health and wellness coach. She's also my health and wellness coach and my husband's. Uh, she's super smart at what she does. Her body is banging, but it's because she puts in the work and the, she puts in the time to educate herself on the why. Why are we eating what we're eating? How can we do this? And in this podcast, we're going to talk all about that and about tracking and macros and good carbs because they're out there. So, Nicole, thanks for being back on Fifty Shades of K. Oh, thanks. I'm so happy to be back. So fun. This was not planned, but right before you came in here, I was eating my egg whites. And when somebody yelled, Nicole Goodnow is here, they looked at me and said, oh, how convenient. You're eating egg whites before Nicole Goodnow is here. I said, I'm always eating egg whites because of Nicole. But I really do want to thank you first for just how you've changed my life and my husband's life when it comes to tracking food, which we had never done before, Nicole. No, I I would say most of the population doesn't do that. And I never did until I got into bodybuilding. So it forced me to learn how to do that very quickly. And by no means, I am not an expert. I just the other day was tracking my food, forgot an entire meal. And I was wondering why I had so much food left in my day. And when I went back and looked at my tracking, I'm like, well, yeah, I missed I missed meal one. So I overate a lot of food. So that is why tracking is so important. Well, and tracking, we use the app, My Fitness Pal app. And is that from Under Armour? I think Under Armour has partnered with them. Is because that what when, it is? Yeah. When I first started using it, they were not partnered. They Under Armour did not come up when you when you pulled it up. So when, when you first told me about it, though, I sort of thought, and this was maybe a year ago now, I kind of thought to myself, is that really realistic? I mean, we're busy with our lives. We're busy with our kids. We get into our routine. But finally, there was a weekend where I put in the effort and said, okay, I'm going to actually track. And it was eye-opening for me to see little by little what I was putting into my body, which working out for me is never a problem. But I was starting to not see results. It's because of what I was eating. Absolutely. The abs start in the kitchen. Yes. That's what they say. And you can see see how quickly those abs can show up and how quickly those abs can go based on what you're eating. I can tell within weeks the difference for myself because I'm so um, I'm so dialed into my nutrition, um, and it it really depends on your goals as well. I am trying to increase my caloric intake, so I'm trying to develop a tolerance so that when I start prepping for my competition. It doesn't seem like I'm cutting my calories so low and doing the intense training that I'm doing. So I can physically now, because it is such a science, see those differences within weeks. Now, granted, I um, have been doing this for a year and a half and um, I've worked my my literally worked my booty off to get a booty. Yep. Um, I've had to learn a lot in the process. And I've also learned that it's not just decreasing calories. Sometimes it's increasing your calories to grow and build muscle. So there's a lot of science that goes behind the whole process. And that is why it's so important 
to document and track. Well, and it's a way to sort of have fun when you go out to eat at night. And yep. to have fun on the weekends and have fun when you want to go out for cocktails. Because if you plan ahead, like what I try to do, and I, I'll tell you, by Monday through Friday, I'm solid on it. I am. But it does get a little loosey-goosey when it comes to the weekends and things like that. But I try to tell myself, I have so many perfect days. If I have one day where I've had one too many vodka sprites, because it happens, then I don't feel so bad about it because I've had a lot of good days in there. But I try to plug in things ahead of time. And it's a lot of planning. And I'm telling everyone listening, it sucked at the start. It did. I found myself constantly going back to the grocery store and trying new things and trying to get new recipes. But once we got into a rhythm and a routine and we started seeing results, it motivates you to keep going. It's not impossible. No, it's not. It's not. And I think the biggest issue with people is they feel like eating has to be boring. It doesn't have to be boring. I ate half of a pint of Halo ice cream last night because I put it in my plan. It's what I wanted to eat. When I first started um, working with a a coach a long time ago, she essentially gave me a a plan and said, follow this. And it was very basic. It was broccoli. It was green beans. It was egg whites. It was fat-free turkey. Come on. You know, you can't live like that either. So, Especially with kids. Yes, exactly. And then our kids are busy and they're an important part of our family. And you don't want to, you don't want to make five different meals because no. you're eating something completely different than what they're eating. No, and that is what I was doing. When I learned a little bit more, I learned about flexible dieting. And I learned that you can incorporate more foods that you love if you track them and you keep them a part of your plan. So now I make sure that I include chocolate in my plan every day. Amen. Uh, yes, peanut butter. That's my fat. I do not, um, I will not leave certain foods out just because I'm, I'm following a plan. I make them fit for me. Now, depending on where I am with my competitions, I have to be a little bit more careful But Nicole, to be honest, though, that's no different than what other people do when it comes to you have a family reunion coming up or a wedding. Don't we all before those big events try to really zero in on, you know, eating well and taking care of ourselves? You have a show. Yeah, that's that's how you make your living. That's what you do. So you need to be just really, really focused on that, I would imagine. Right. And I think, you know, what people don't understand is that. How you are today is a reflection of your choices of your choices over time. So if you're making bad decisions, if you're a smoker, it's going to show over time on your face. If you aren't eating well, it's going to show over time on your body. Sun, sun damage, all of that. And it's, it's, it's truly no one's fault. I, I feel like I did not take care of my body, you know, years ago, like I do now. It's just because I had to be willing to learn and be open and network and research and kind of try these things. But the expectation is instant gratification. When we want to make a change, it doesn't happen overnight. Just as long as we were putting extra calories in our mouth for years and years and years and years, it's going to take time to understand and make that change the opposite direction. You know, just because you eat really healthy one day doesn't mean that you're going to be five pounds thinner tomorrow. You're going to lose a certain you know, body fat percentage. It takes time. It takes consistency and it takes doing the things that you don't want to do. Like taking pictures of yourself in a bikini every other week. Like what we do. Yeah. My husband's not in the bikini. I'm in the bikini. (laughs) Tell him I'd like to see that. (laughs) He's also having the pictures taken also because little by little you can start to see results. And we were so good and we were on track and then we went to Boston on vacation and it got to be really hard, really hard. We're in restaurants 
I don't know what's on the menu. I mean, all we did was eat out. We're yeah. on vacation. But I thought about when I got back as I was feeling like garbage and then I was, you know, look sort of looking at myself in the mirror because I have my fitness goals of what I want to look like and how I want to feel. I realized I'm human. It's going to happen. Don't I had a great vacation. I don't regret a second of it with my family. That's what's going to happen. But it's about going easy on yourself, right? And bouncing back a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I struggle with that a lot. I mean, for me not to have control over my food gives me a sense of anxiety. I get very anxious. Because all that hard work, you don't want right. it to be in vain. You're right. You don't want to undo what you've been working so hard to do. But you also have to create memories that are going to last a lifetime. And sometimes when you take those little off breaks, or I call them... um, um deloads where you, you know, you eat a little bit, you back away from working out. Sometimes that's good for your metabolism too. It kind of gives it a little shock and says, oh, got some different things going on and it keeps your metabolism moving. So it's not that you have to be, you know, dialed in all the time. You, You have to enjoy life and you have to be able to step away and give yourself permission to say it is okay to have pizza. I love Boston. Boston is one of my most favorite places and I will eat pizza every single day if I can. And all that seafood? Heck yeah. It's just how you respond to it when you come back. You can beat yourself up. You can tell yourself you're not worth it. You can mentally just crush yourself or you can say, I had a great vacation. I enjoyed time with my family. I enjoyed great food. Now it's time to get back on track. See, and this is why, Nicole, you're not just a health coach. I mean, not just a wellness coach. You're also a, a health and wellness coach because it goes hand in hand. It's not just about eating right and going to the gym. There's aspects of life that are important, too, that you have to nourish and fulfill as well. And that's why I love working with you, because you acknowledge that, that life does happen. Yes. Now, let's get down to some specifics. There are people that are going to listen to this from all different walks of life that are on many different steps of their fitness journey for someone that's hearing this and wants to get started and hasn't doesn't even belong to a gym doesn't know where to start what are some simple suggestions you can offer to get started today i'm not the uh, health and wellness coach here but i'm saying download the my fitness pal app and start tracking i that's my personal suggestion but no one's here to listen what I think about it because you're the expert. What do you suggest? You know what? The way that I started was very simple. I started writing down and logging my food every single day because the, the app overwhelmed me at first. I was like, I don't really know what this is all meaning. So I just started a journal and I started writing down that food every single day. And that was an eye opener for me, too, because I think you don't think you eat as much as you do or on the opposite realm. People are not eating enough. They think that they're eating more and they're eating less, which is also can work against you. It's both ways. If you eat less than your body needs, you're going to plateau or you're not going to have progress. If you eat more than your body needs, you're going to struggle with additional calories and, you know, some other unhealthy things will be going on. So I say food log number one, start with that right away. Just start writing down everything that goes in your mouth, whether it's that extra spoon of ice cream that I that that I would eat if I was Dipping the, yep. you know, for my children, giving them their bowl of ice cream. Well, mom will just take that extra. You know, you didn't need that. So I'll just put it in my mouth. You have to write it down. I actually logged two almonds and my husband laughed at me. <laughs> and I said, there's a lot of fat in almonds. I have to put this yes. in the app. And that is what we don't realize. And, and that's one piece of why you were saying the tracking is important because you don't realize how much sugar a cup of grapes has in it or how much fat 
two almonds have in it. It's so easy to go over and over what your body needs if you're not in tune to what's going on. Even with me tracking, because I loosely track on the weekends right now. I'm not in prep mode yet. So I loosely track kind of like you. Yeah. You're dialed in all Thanks week. Thanks a lot, Summer. <laughs> I know, right? You're dialed in all week. And then on the weekend, I don't focus so much on it. I know what I'm eating, but I also have some extra treats that I forget to track or you don't realize how that can play a role in your results over a long period of time. So it's not like your week of vacation. If you did that every single week, well, yeah. I'd be in a lot of trouble and I'd be broke. Exactly. Because <laughs> we really, we, right. we had a lot of fun on vacation, like you should. I mean, we spent the money to go there. We were going to enjoy ourselves. It was going to be relaxing. We both were so good at tracking before. We tracked a little bit while we were there, but it ended up just being so difficult to do because there were so many last minute stops. It, it, that's what vacation is. There's not right. a lot that was planned. And you can't, you don't know what, what, what they're putting in the foods. It's just, it's just harder to do that. You know, when it's um, at a restaurant. Right. The great thing about my fitness pal, going back to the app is they have evolved so much where you can actually, if you type in like Chick-fil-A is one of my favorite restaurants and I eat, I eat that stuff there. I eat their grilled chicken. You can find a lot of that stuff in my fitness pal now. Yep. So they've really opened up the different restaurants and the different types of fast food places. You can scan a barcode on yes. something that you get from the store. And I really appreciate that. What are some of the foods that people should start eating? I was talking to somebody about this in one of my challengers in my group, and I was telling her that, you know, when you are overwhelmed when you're first starting, you know, I always suggest start with a plan. You know, if it's someone that's not ready for an app like we do in our challenge groups, I also am a Beachbody coach, so we utilize a lot of their nutrition programs for portion control for people that aren't ready for that level of tracking food more or less let's see what we're eating let's dial in on our our portions and follow a system so that is also like going back to your your question about where can people start that food journal for sure or with a plan like that where basically you're given a variety and saying here's how many veggies you need to eat today here's how many here's how much protein you need today look at this colored container this will tell you what you need to eat because that gets you in that mode of learning about yourself and your relationship to food. Yeah, and you've broken things down. My situation is you've broken down that I should be having 20% of my diet should be fat, 40% of my diet should be carbs, and 40% of my diet should be protein. And these are goals that I try to reach every day. Now, is that the same breakdown for everyone? Absolutely not. So people reach out to you and want to work with you it's all specific to the person. How do you judge how that changes? Or is that a really complex? Well, there's a answer? lot of variables. It's it's height, it's weight, it's age, it's your activity level, and truly it's your goals. You know, right now I'm eating 65% carbs. That's a lot more carbs than you're eating, but I'm training very intense and working on muscle building. So carbs are a good thing, everyone, but it needs to be the right carbs. That's right. Like sweet potatoes. I mean, bananas. I know bananas can be high in sugar, but if you regulate everything else in your day, bananas are great. That's what I learned from you. Right. Anything that you that you want to put in your mouth, I always a rule of thumb. If it comes from the ground, you're good. You know, the ingredients and do you eat processed stuff? Sure, I do. But I try to keep it You know, I try to keep it as minimal as possible. And when you look on the back of a box, five ingredients or less, like that is kind of my my go to when I feel like I need some chips, you know, or, you know, something that's coming from the the cabinet, like 
donkey chips or, you know, crackers. Like <laughs> donkey I, chips. Yeah, I love those donkey chips. Yep. Have you had them? Yes. Yeah, they're good stuff. But again, <laughs> it's making that choice. And I and I think for people that are just getting started and really wanting to hone in on that nutrition beast, because it is overwhelming, is doing that journaling and um, thinking about what could they add to their diet rather than taking out. So I love that. What right. can you add to your diet without taking out? Yeah, yep. because you know if you're a soda drinker, that's hard to break that habit. That I'm, becomes sort of an addiction it, for people. It does. You, when you do something repeatedly over and over and over, it Starbucks. becomes yeah, it becomes a habit. It's like brushing your teeth. So rather than saying, I am just going to cut this Diet Coke out cold turkey, say to yourself, what can I add into my day that will help me with breaking that habit? Maybe I'm going to have, rather than having five Diet Cokes, I'm going to have two and I'm going to add one or two LaCroix into my day. So we get so focused on pulling things away from us to try to make those changes. And when in reality, we should look at the positive side and say, what can we put into our day? I know that I don't eat enough vegetables. All right, every day I'm going to have 10 pea pods and some red and yellow and green peppers and just make that a goal every day. Nutrition is overwhelming. It's, it can be for a lot of people, yes. yes. And it and it's not fun at the start because no. good food is fun food and yeah. it's social. And it, especially here where we live in the Midwest, a lot of our social events revolve around drinking and eating. Yeah. It, our, it can be very hard. It is. I think we eat more for pleasure. Yes. And what we have to think about is eating to fuel our body. Food is medicine. It truly is. You can have the best of both worlds. You can have the really good, healthy food, the nutrient-dense food that your body creates and loves and just wants, or you can have that processed food that your body is going to resist and push away and have longer, I guess, the benefits long-term would there would be no benefits, I guess, if you know you're doing that over yeah. and over and over. So, right, the effects if they yeah. aren't if they aren't showing already, they will eventually. Eventually, they and will. it's not even just the waistline. I mean, I know a lot of really skinny people that aren't exactly healthy people. Right. It may not be showing on the waistband, but it will show in other ways, whether it's high cholesterol or, you know, something with their blood pressure and things like that. It does show itself. It it does. And it wears on you mentally as well. You know, this is a perfect example of when I was in New Orleans last week, you know, the food there is not very healthy either. So I brought a lot of my food, but I wanted to indulge. What happened, I noticed over the course of the week was if I... I'm normally used to eating just really nutrient-dense, big, big, big meals. So when I wasn't able to do that and I would just have something at a restaurant, I never felt fulfilled. Then what happens is because I don't feel fulfilled, then I want to hit the trail mix or I want to hit the cookies that the hotel leaves out there for the, you know, yep. the members to come and grab at any point. And it's not because I wanted to eat that cookie or wanted that trail mix, it's because I was not fulfilled like I am usually fulfilled when I eat. So if you fill your belly with all those nutrient-dense foods, which means more veggies, the uh, whole grain, like the carbs, those kinds of things, you're going to be fuller and you're not going to crave all that other stuff. And that's kind of why I had reached out to you is because working out, like I said, was not the problem. I was still starving. I was so hungry i joke around here at the studio oh, there's gonna be a murder because i'm hungry and i get hangry when it happens 
but I was also exhausted. Yes. And I I could feel that there was there was an imbalance somewhere. Something was going on and it wasn't anything serious. I, I go to the doctor. Everything was checking out fine. But I still was just feeling so exhausted and hungry. And then that's when working with you helped because I realized I was not getting enough protein in no. my diet at all. Not anywhere close. I mean, I can't tell you how many chicken breasts I'm having and egg whites a day. And yeah, I'm kind of over it. But a little bit of salsa makes it taste different. Yeah. Add some pesto to it. There's different ways to make it different. But it's really been eye-opening to me. And now no one's getting murdered at the station. And that's a good thing. I'm not just dying of hunger. Right. And you know what? Sometimes it's just easier to kind of be boring. And that's what when I first started, and this is my advice for people that do first start, is give yourself permission to be okay with being boring. I found that if you make too many changes at once in your diet, you try to implement too much at once, people tend to just walk away and say, I'm done. I can't do that. So what I found worked for me was I found the things that I loved. I love breakfast. It's my most favorite favorite you type and I, of food. I feel like are meant to be best friends yes because between peanut butter chocolate and now breakfast you had me at breakfast nicole <laughs> yes i mean it's my favorite i eat my breakfast but i eat it much later so i still find a way to get it in there but what i've learned is you just if you love something figure out how to fit it into your plan and eat it three or four days a week for that same meal, whether it's breakfast or lunch or dinner, then start bringing in some things that are different. I have a like almost like a repertoire of my favorite types of foods. And when I get sick of having the lunch that I normally have, I just sub in something else. Dinner is where I allow myself more flexibility. It's where I want the steak and I want those kinds of things. Or if you go out to eat or at a restaurant, like yes. you said, you don't know exactly what's coming out of the kitchen. Right. So if you can, if you give yourself permission to be okay with being boring and figuring out how to spice things up, like Penzi's spices are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've been experimenting with some of their salt-free spices and that makes a difference. Pesto, even on salmon, is fantastic. So there are so many ways that you can change that and still enjoy what you're eating. And there's a lot of different resources out there with people that, I mean, I have so many Pinterest pages of meal prep or, you know, how to, how to have peanut butter in different ways without, you know, having a whole tub of peanut butter. Yes. I mean, there's just so many different resources out there. And Nicole, you're full of information too. And if people want to get in touch with you, where, where can they get a hold of you? You know what? I'm actually working on developing a website, but I, I am on social media. So I'm on, um, on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. That's an easy way to reach out. I can certainly share my email. Uh, Facebook page is Nicole Goodno Fitness. And my email, is it okay if I? Yeah. All right. My email is Nicole Goodno Fit. F-I-T at gmail.com. So that's Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Goodno, G-O-O-D-N-O, fit, F-I-T, at gmail.com. I'm always open to meeting new people and learning about them because like you said, it's sometimes not about the nutrition piece or the working out piece. It's about the whole person and where they are and meeting them at that point. It's like working with kids. You take them where they are in their journey, you figure out where they need to go, and you guide them to get there. I can't make people do what I tell them to do, but I can certainly cheer them on and give them the resources and the support to help them make those choices so that they can move to a better place of being happy and feeling healthy. Well, just today online, I read a quote from actor Chris Hemsworth, and he was saying, having all the money in the world 
doesn't give you a good body because right. no one else is putting the hard work in but you. Right. And he's right. If you're the one that really wants to change, it has to come from you and from within. And to add on to what Nicole is saying, I have a little bit of background with fitness, having been a personal trainer for a couple of years in college and a kickboxing instructor. And I have a little bit of knowledge. I took some nutrition classes in college and things like that. I have learned with any goal that anyone is setting, and we've talked about it here on Fifty Shades of K before, you have to be specific of what your why is. You have to. And don't feel bad about whatever that why is. If your why is that you're going to a high school reunion and you want to look really damn good in that dress so the the boy who broke up with you sophomore year can say, I wish I still had that. Let that be your why. If your why is because you want to have the energy to play down on the ground with your grandkids when they're playing with their blocks, let that be your why. You have to be that specific to say, well, I want to look better and I want to feel better. Nope, you're not being specific enough because on those days that are crap, that you're tired and you have no motivation and you're fighting with your spouse or whatever's going on or you've got money issues, whatever it is, you have to think about your specific why because that will be the motivation to say, yep, that reunion's coming up. I'm going. But then you want to get in these good habits to continue it after the reunion. You're right. Your motivation is unreliable. Let's face it. I'm up at 4, 430 every single day driving to meet my strength coach to prep me for my competitions. That's not fun. Do I enjoy it? Yes. When I'm there, I'm good. I You're love in it. it. Yep. I'm in it. But do I, am I motivated to get out of bed at four o'clock in the morning when the world is sleeping and my husband's snuggling in bed and my kids are snuggling? I don't want to do it every single day. There's some days where I'm like, yeah, let's go. And there's some days where I'm like, you know what? No, but it's the why. Why do I need to get my butt out of bed and get there? It's because I have to show up on stage and I want to win. In a bikini. (laughs) In a bikini and heels and I want to win. So when you set a goal, your why should be big enough that it will make you want to get out of bed and attack it. Because let's face it, a goal... If you don't take action, it's just a wish or a dream that you want. You have to take it's just action. words on a piece of paper. It is. It is. You have to. It has to be big enough. Whether in financial, same kind of difference. You know, if you you want to get to a certain point financially, you have to have that why that gets you out of bed, that pushes you to do those things that make you uncomfortable. Eating healthy can be uncomfortable. Working out can be uncomfortable. Being judged by people because of your choices can be uncomfortable. But that why is your why to own up to. And if you make it big, you will do anything you possibly can to get to that point, no matter what stands in your way. That's awesome, Nicole. You're so right about all of it. I love it. And that's why I love working with you and why you're so great to have you on Fifty Shades of K because you, you explain it in a way that I feel like anyone can understand it. Because it is overwhelming to go online and read articles and things like that. And it's not, that's, you know, a lot of those articles too, and I've been told, you know, are not, they're not written based on research, you know? So it's like, you got to pick and kind of choose. I've I've learned to just kind of go to my people that I know are, have science-based research or have experience working through that. Because there is a lot of stuff out there. My advice would be, take the nuggets, If there's something that you're looking for, take that nugget and apply it to you because you're going to find a whole bunch of stuff. When you Google nutrition or healthy eating, 
you know what you're going to wow. get. You're yeah. going to get a lot of different stuff. That's all great stuff. Thank you, Nicole. Again, Nicole Goodno, health and wellness coach. We have her information linked up at 991themix.com. Always love having you on 50 Shades of K. Will you be back? Oh, I would love to be back. I, I do have something to add. Can I add yeah, something? Yeah, you can add anything you want. I just, I want to share this book that I'm reading. And I think because we're talking about getting started on a journey, um, I think this book would be a fantastic way to kind of start your mindset moving in the right direction. It's called The Compound Effect, and it's written by Darren um, Hardy. I saw him speak, went out, bought the book. Actually, I downloaded it on Audible. Bought it as soon as I was done listening to it. It's fantastic. It talks a lot about your why, and it will get you moving in the right the right direction with your mindset. That's great. We'll link that up too at 991themix.com. Thanks, Nicole. You're welcome. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more, make sure to subscribe so you can be updated when there's a new episode. So to subscribe to this podcast on your smartphone, open your podcast app or use your Google Play app. In the search box, type in 50 Shades of K. Now the 50 is spelled out, so it's five zero shades of K. Once a podcast comes up, click on it and then hit the subscribe button. And as always, if you have any comments or suggestions for this podcast, feel free to email me at elizabethkradio at gmail.com. That's elizabethkayradio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.